0: Hello, welcome to another episode of Night at the Podcast. I am Dave D. Saint. Uh, you may hear a lot of noise in the background and all that stuff. I'm actually walking right now, I'm on the street. So you may hear cars, you may hear a bunch of different things. But this is what I'm doing I'm going to do the podcast as I walk. <laughs> Through the valley of the shadow of death, I took a look at my wife and realized it. I'm joking. All right, so I uh, want to wish you guys uh happy, belated, happy Halloween. It happened a couple of days ago. We are on November 3rd. I've just been going through a lot. I actually was going to shoot this podcast during my birthday, which was on October 26th. Unfortunately, I didn't do it. I ran into a couple of little few things here and there. As a matter of fact, no, I'm lying. I shot this podcast a couple of days before my birthday. Unfortunately, there were some technical difficulties. I ended up, by mistake, not shooting it. So I decided that I would reshoot it on my birthday. But I didn't do it. Because I asked for that day off and I started doing other stuff. You know, being that it was my birthday. uh, Turned a big 41. And... You know, I just, when I finally got home and I was going to do it, I got tired and I decided not do it another day. Um, so then I was going to do a happy Halloween um, episode. Again, uh, stuff happened at work uh, and I just really didn't feel like doing it because I was kind of depleted from all the stuff that I've been going through. Uh, yes, life goes on. Life doesn't turn you know it doesn't wait for anybody so right now i'm dealing with the circumstances and uh you know you gotta do what you gotta do right but yeah you know i'm gonna do the podcast uh as i walk you know i'll edit it together with the other stuff and hopefully it's not too much of a distraction if you hear stuff in the background um it's a beautiful day today uh you know i gotta get some vitamin d but yeah we're gonna go right into it uh obviously like you guys know i love doing my trailers so i will do my trailers and um but right now we're gonna just you know after the trailers we're gonna talk about you know news we're gonna talk about some of my experiences i think it was my birthday massacre experience to go into the concert of birthday massacre which was amazing and um you know talk about uh, uh my review on pinocchio 2022 and you know we'll talk about some in the news and then we'll go into the reviews and um recommendations and just keep moving on so without further ado let's start the podcast and now for the trailer portion of uh the podcast we're gonna start off with hold on one second i will let you guys know momentarily uh wwe 2k 22 i know that the game's already been out it came out i think around um i know came out earlier this year and this is actually the first game to be released um for wwe since the pandemic uh we'll check out the 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 teaser trailer that came out and and um you know we'll talk a little bit about it the teaser starts off with ray mysterio i guess returning to hold on the, the returning to the wwe it was um initially released for or I said that it was going to be released for ps4 uh, the trailer teaser trailer dropped about a year ago so we're going to just check out the teaser trailer here uh game's out now so you can definitely pick it up Oh, it starts off with Rey Mysterio holding his mask, showing his his tattoos of Mexico. And there's this red light that appears behind him. He puts on his mask. And now it's an up-close picture of his face and his animated self in the video game. And now he kicks the camera. You see Cesaro... He does the six one nine on Cesaro. Obviously his finisher. Then he uh throws his hands up and it says two K two. It hits different 2022. So that's out now. So you guys can definitely check that out. Um if you guys want to if you guys are fans of the of the you know WWE Universe um definitely check that out. Uh, it's the first game since the pandemic because after before the pandemic um there was a game that came out, but it was uh I guess a major flop. There was a lot of things that that people didn't like or whatever the case. Um but this one is I guess is better. I don't know. Um, I guess WWE is starting to pick up better. I thought that they should have continued making the games because I mean WWE never actually stopped. You know, even during the pandemic, um, a lot of people were you know being sick, but they would come back. I always thought it was pretty cool if they. Uh, I, I I thought that it would have been pretty cool if they did like a pandemic. Um, um, you know, storyline where they would fight in like the, uh, the WWE headquarters and, you know, cause they had a couple of, uh, cinematic, um, um, cinematic matches where they went from like the bottom of the city cine- of, of the, of the WWE headquarters and ended up all the way on the top. So I thought that was pretty cool. Like they would beat each other up inside the headquarters. You would show like, um, all the offices and you get to beat each other up inside the offices, making your way all the way up to the top floor, which would be the, the, the roof. And then, then you get the belt at the top. That would have been pretty cool, but looked like they weren't gonna do that type of stuff because uh the um during the pandemic we didn't see much video games we saw this whack um online type video game that was put on you know to buy as a con uh, for for home consoles but i just thought that was a pretty stupid game but now ww2k22 is out so definitely if you're into the whole WWE Universe, go pick that up. Next trailer we're gonna look at is called D- DC's Multiverses, and it looks like the DC Multiverse is just a series of Warner Brothers, uh, um, you know, I, um, characters or shows or movies that Warner Brothers owns and they just put them in this scenario excuse me where all these characters kind of go face to face and they are able to fight pretty much in the same running uh, of Super Smash Brothers and there's another game that came out for um, Nickelodeon where they put like characters like Spongebob and all of them to fight each other I haven't really played that game But um, I do have multiverses on my PlayStation 5. So definitely let's check out this trailer and we will talk a little more about it later. Starts off with Batman in his office and he he detects some kind of a situation and he gets sucked into a different universe. And Scooby Doo appears. Uh, a bit, uh, uh, R- Bugs Bunny, Arya from um, Game of Thrones. And now they all start fighting each other. Scooby Doo helps Batman. And now uh, Scooby Doo has like this Dragon Ball Z power, and he's about to fight. Aria but ends up punching Bugs Bunny and now Scooby-Doo and Batman are about to face, out, face off against Aria and Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny jumps on a rocket and he's flying around so obviously they have things from from their normal characters. You have Taz, you have uh, characters from Ad- Adventure uh, Adventureland and other different characters. I haven't seen all these characters, so I wouldn't know all of them. But I know that there's different, uh, Harley Quinn appears and hugs. Uh, Taz. Uh, Tom and Jerry appear. Superman here, appears. Sure. Superman. And now Iron Giant All right. appears too. All right, then. You're with me. And it's called Multiverses. Started July 2022. And it's out now. You can download it for free on your PlayStation console, PlayStation 5, and join the fight. You know. Closed Alpha begins May 19th. So, this is a crossover fighting game featuring many different Warner Brother properties. That's pretty much what I was trying to tell you guys before. I just couldn't verbalize it as best as I wanted to. Uh, next trailer we're going to look at. I don't know. Yeah, well, we'll check out the trailer because I never really knew. So, back in the 80s, there was a show called MacGyver. It was about a gentleman who used to use everyday um, items to... Pretty much, um, um, hold on, to pretty much escape from certain things. I don't know. So, SNL made fun of MacGyver and they made this character named McGruber. Now, McGruber released a movie back in 2010, 2010, and I guess. It had a huge following because people liked it so much. So now in 2021, they released a trailer for a TV series that is supposedly coming to Peacock. So we're gonna look at the trailer really quick. The trailer released about 10 months ago. Let me read you the synopsis really quick. Um, Excuse me, sorry. Uh, It stars Will Forte and Kristen Wiig, I believe. Uh, hold on one second. Yes, Christian Wig And the synopsis reads: A TV series based on the Saturday Night Live sketch spoofing the hit 1980s action series MacGyver. So let's check out this trailer. All right. So that's a question. Uh, a commercial. So people, just bear with me. All righty. Peacock Original. Are you sure about this song? No, major, I'm not. America's Finest Hero has returned. What is So Lawrence Fishburne is here. It's a suicide mission. Who let the dog out? My country has invited me to die for it. Yes, Queen. Uncle Sam tells you to jump and you go get your jumping shoes. Classic McGruber. Billy Zane. This, this December, which was last December. Right Brian Philippi's also in this. Thank you, soldier. You're gonna get us all killed. Millions of people are gonna die. We're talking about a world over here. I think it's time to call the cavalry. We are the fucking cavalry. Okay. Time to go make some widows. Get Johnny! Smelly later maybe. Will Forte, Kristen Wig, Ryan Philippi, Sam Elliott, Lawrence Fishburne, I Billy Zane. You R&R. Oh yes, I could use some rest and relaxation. No. The other R and R. Ramming and Ramming. Well, oh, Magru- streaming December 16 on Peacock. Um, So that's out now. You guys can check that out. um, If you guys are interested in in spoofs, I'm definitely a big spoof guy. um, But I never really heard of that MacGruber. So I guess we'll have to wait and see uh, until I watch it, if I ever get to watch it because I have too many things that I'm watching or that I'm doing. So it's just a lot. Uh, next trailer we're going to look at is DC's league of super cats separate super pets trailer too. It reads synopsis crypto, the super dog and Superman are inseparable best friends sharing the same superpowers and fighting crime side by side in metropolis. However, crypto must master his own powers for a rescue mission when Superman is kidnapped. Now this movie came out earlier this year. Um, rock Dwayne The Rock Johnson uh, voiced the character of of of, of Tripto, and um, Kevin Hart was Batman's dog, and obviously it's all about pets owned by super, superheroes. So let's check out this trailer and enjoy what uh, Kevin Smith and, I mean, not Kevin Smith, Kevin Hart and Rock bring to us once again. All right, TV night with my bro. Oh, you're going on a date with Lois? So disrespectful. Oh, hey there, little fella. <laughs> nah. Wake up, buddy. It walk o'clock. I have an owner. He's Superman. And to the like a My dog's the but he's not the greatest with other animals. This just seems gross. We need gross. Smelling stuff is one of the greatest joys of being a doll next to licking any part of his body. And I lick myself all the time. Well, that explains the breath. From Warner Brothers Pictures. Superman, I am Louie. And you will kneel before me. Oh, <laughs> aren't you a little ray of Sunshine? What's going on? You're invulnerable.
1: I should be a lot more dead right
0: now, right? All of us have suit pops. still working out the cakes. I didn't see anything. This summer, which was already past. you My best friend is in danger and you have to help me. You know they say about no. dogs. Never feed us chocolate. We love unconditionally. Just because they're super. Doesn't make the, the makes them heroes. Dwayne Johnson. Kevin Hart. Excellent shielding. That seemed incredibly painful. Uh, why can I have gotten a magic hammer or something? League of Super Pets. Spooky Bruce That better be a licensed toy or I will freak. Kate McKinnon, John Krasinski, Vanessa Hudgens, and a crap load of other ones. Uh, movie's out now. I'm assuming that it's on HBO Max. Check it out when you get a chance. Uh, definitely something worth watching. Next trailer we're going to look at is called Flag Day, starring Sean Penn, and I believe his daughter's in this movie, too. Um, I'll give you guys a brief synopsis. I'm just trying to cue it up here real quick before um, I pit the pug. okay here we go found it uh trailer released about a year ago so it's out now um so it reads a father lives a double life as a counterfeiter bank robber and con man in order to provide for his daughter and his daughter is the uh, you know the real daughter is in this film so dylan penn is his daughter um, she plays the character of Jennifer Vogel, Regina Keene's also in it. Um, I know that Sean Penn's part of the cast who is the father. And I believe his, bo- uh, the mother is also here. Josh Prolin's part of it. Uh, Hopper, Hopper Penn. Um, thought I saw his wife, his ex-wife and Sean Penn directed the movie as well. So let's check out this trailer and we'll just keep it moving. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, what do you do? My last My father lusted after freedom, the kind of freedom most free people never experience. The suspect has been identified as John Bogle, the second largest counterfeiter in US history. Bogle printed over $22 million. He came and went for our lives. He always made me feel like part of a bigger world. I'll be on the riches. I love you, baby. You're getting your same heart. Pot. And through the thick, just take good it, care of the babies, okay? I watch your tail lights turn. I wonder if you ever come back. I am my father's daughter. Come, hell, oh, how old? Dad, do you do? Trouble can find you. I'm an entrepreneur. Say, I think so Just tell me the truth! You're gonna get it when you walk a mile in my shoes. I'm guilty Dad, for proven innocent. You have Academy Award winner Sean Penn. Year, and introducing downward. Dylan Penn. It's you, my dreams, I will be sharing. And whenever you choose to endeavor, I will support you forever and ever. The greatest talk a man can have is leave something beautiful behind. Something he may. Come here, oh, how are you? Hands up who we'll had a great supper. I gotta say that this whole family has the acting chops. That girl, if this is her first film, it says introducing Dylan Penn, that girl's gonna have a bright future when it comes to movies because she looks like she's a profound actress. And this is supposedly her first movie. So if that's her first movie, then that's pretty freaking crazy. All right. So the next trailer we're going to look look at is called Wormwood Apocalypse. And I just found out that this is the third in a trilogy, I'm assuming. Um, and it looks like it's a zombie flick. Um, I would have to watch the other ones and let you guys know what I thought about it. Or uh, what are they? You know, this is the one that's coming out in 2021. And uh, synopsis reads, In a zombie-infested Australian wasteland, soldier Reese has dedicated his life to tracking and capturing survivors for Surgeon General in hopes of finding a cure. Uh, this trailer was released about 11 months ago, so it must have been released sometime um, in January or, or probably February, or probably it was slated to come out on Halloween, but they ended up pushing it because of the fact that you know, the pandemic and all that stuff. So let's take a look at this trailer and we'll just keep it moving from there. It looks like an action, zombie action film. They have all these zombies trapped into de- in different, different um, homemade cages and stuff. So it looks like they've been living in this world for a very long time, and they have decided to use the zombies as ways of sparring. The terrorist need From the creators of Wormwood, the original, comes a new epic. Who's your sister? Oh, no. oh. You reckon you can get us in there? Easy. A hellish bloat suck thrill sure. ride. So I'm gonna go into that bunker. We're gonna kill every last one of those sons of bitches. Fucking I. Oh, what the fuck is this shit? Sizzling spectacular action and anarchic, anarchic oh, glee. Well, it is, dumb, son of a bitch. Yeah. This year you lose your mind. Get ready for the fights of your bloody life. so that is definitely a gore fest in cinemas february 10th so obviously it's been out um i don't think it came out any theaters around here unless i'm assuming it would have been um what's that called uh an independent theater, maybe, or probably New York somewhere, you know, like Clifton, usually Clifton Commons usually shows a lot of movies that doesn't come out in all different areas. So maybe it was released there. I don't know. So the next trailer we're going to look at is a Netflix official trailer that came out 11 months ago. It's called Saturday Morning All-Star Hits. Um, it reads, follows Skip and Traybar as they celebrate all that is 80s and 90s television. So what I'm assuming, they do a lot of spoofs based on stuff that I grew up in, grew up with back in the 80s and 90s. So let's check out this trailer and enjoy it. I'm Skip. And I'm Traybar. And we're the new host of Saturday Morning All-Star hey! Uh, so they make fun of like Blossom Cartoons From like the 80s, Denver The Last Dinosaur Farewell, David. A story The news right Stuff from back and then Their only public romance was with this Sad boy heartthrob All I can do is hope that they find her and just keep making my music. I shut up. you make it me bluster. I wish I was uh-huh. extinct. Not every actor is gonna be as iconic as Skev. Uh, so? Hosting Smash Alone, like you always wanted to. Wait, shut up! It isn't great. It only gets weirder from here, folks. So, um, that's a spoof. It was released December 10th. Um, obviously, it should be out on Netflix right now. I wish, uh, you know, it has a pretty good idea, like, I wish there was like a show where there was somebody who would talk about something with the '80s and maybe like I don't know, release an episode of here or there. And then it was like they just hosted, like it would be like a VH1 type thing. Like they had like a host and they would talk about something and then uh, from the '80s or '90s and then they would explain it and then they would show it. I would I would definitely watch something like that. That would be pretty cool for me, you know, reliving my childhood. So the next trailer we're going to look at is obviously something that's out now on amazon prime it's called the boys and it's on season three i'm pretty sure it was already concluded uh the season three i remember when uh, earlier this year when i was working at um, at my job um a lot of there was a group of people that was watching the show as it aired so we're going to look at the official teaser trailer uh, it's a Red Band teaser trailer, but we'll read the synopsis of the original series, what it's about. It's a group of vigilantes set out to take down corrupt superheroes who abuse their superpowers. Obviously, I think this was produced or created. I don't think it was created, but I know that um Seth Rogen had something to do with it. Um But yeah, it stars Carl Urban. Uh Jack Quaid, Anthony Starr, Erin Moriarty J JC T. Usher, Laz Alonzo, and these are some of the people, uh Chaz Crawford, uh these are they've become stars in their own right because they've been doing this show for quite some time now. They're on the third season. Uh, they've done a lot of spin-off things and all that stuff, and it's one of the most popular TV shows on Prime Video. Trailer was released around seven months ago. Um show is already out. It came out around the summertime. So uh here, enjoy the trailer and we'll just keep moving on from there. Prime Video. A teaser. All right, they're all dancing. They're just they're just showing little pieces of what I guess what season three is all about. Just a bunch of action and all that stuff. You know, if you haven't seen. Season one or two, definitely check those out before you watch season three. They actually have an animated series that came out too, that's kind of serves as like a prequel. But this series is definitely very, very, very good. Boys' new season June third. So Jensen Ackles has uh, joined the the cast. Um, so if you haven't seen it, you know um, definitely check it out. I haven't seen this season this season yet because I've just been watching so many other things. Um, but eventually I'll get to it and I'll give you guys my my ideas on everything about it i mean i saw the first two seasons so definitely it's it's something to definitely see because right now uh superhero tv shows are all the rage so um i don't think it's gonna die down it just keeps getting more and more interesting so definitely um we'll definitely check that out all right so the next trailer we're gonna look at ah see see like um I'm a fan of House of Dragon and Game of Thrones, and I'm a fan of like the Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. Um, I love those show, I love those movies and everything. And the reason why I loved all that stuff is because they always predominantly use people who are unknowns. They never really had major stars. And when you don't have it, when you have an unknown, um, to star in these shows, you can concentrate better on the story and you're not just looking at the f- face of somebody who was well-known and who was pretty much just trying to get a paycheck or something. So there's this new movie coming out next year called Dungeons and Dragons, um, Honor Among Thieves. And I remember a few years ago with Marlon Wayans, they released uh, another version of Dungeons and Dragons. That was, um, I'm assuming that's what it was, right? Dungeons and Dragons. Hold on. Let me see something. Um, yeah. It was with Justin Whalen and Jeremy Irons and um, Marlon Wayans. It was released in 2000. It was called Dungeons and & Dragons. And I remember going to the theater. No, not going to the theater. I remember seeing a trailer about it. And I remember when I finally saw it, I was just so let down because they tried to make it into a comedy. When this game, it's a board game. It's more one of those role-playing games. And... um you really invest your time, and it's not really. Yeah, it can be comical and all that stuff. But uh, Marlon Wayans was like not the person for this this game, and I just felt like they just kind of half-assed it. But back in 2000, it really was. You really couldn't do much. Um, they released another uh, sequel to that, but it was more like an under-the-table type. Um, movie, I still, I have it on Blu-ray, but I have yet to watch it. Um, and next year, they're dropping a new, a new movie, uh, called Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Um, the, um, The synopsis reads, a charming thief and a band of unlikely adventurers embark on an epic quest to retrieve a lost relic, but things go dangerously awry when they run afoul of the wrong people. Now, I recently saw, well not recently, when the movie Warcraft came out, I saw how... They added a whole bunch of uh, famous faces to that, and it just didn't work for me. Same thing with the movie Immortal. Same thing. When they add these known faces, you just can't help but just think like, oh, gosh. So in this Dungeons & Dragons, they ended up adding Chris Pine to it. And to me, I know Chris Pine's a good-looking dude, and... You know, he's had a couple of hits here and there, but this is just not his type of movie. Again, Michelle Rodriguez was added to this, and I saw Michelle Rodriguez and I was just like, Oh, I just she was in a movie called um, um, Blood Rain where she was like a vampire hunter. And I know that she's a badass chick and she's been in movies like Fast and the Furious and Avatar and all that stuff. And that's fine because she plays that badass role. But she's just not the I don't know. She just to me wasn't the person for this Movie. and Then we got Justice Smith and Sophia Lillis, and I don't mind Sophia Lillis and Justice Smith because even though I know them for stuff like It and um, Nancy Drew and Justice Smith for Generation and Jurassic Park, they're still fairly unknown. Although I know who they are, they're not that that famous, like big time famous. So this can work for them because you know they don't really carry the movie. You also have Hugh Grant. Which which is another huge uh name and i don't know if they were just trying to make a a, like a spoofy movie or whatever but when you look at the trailer it just makes you feel like it's gonna be a flop so this trailer was released around three months ago and again it's called dungeons and dragons honor among thieves so let's check out this trailer together Whenever you're planning this fall, cater it with Come on, and these trailers. 10 get 10% off your order. Here we go. Dungeons and Dragons on our monsters. Here's thing. We're a team of thieves. Then when you do this, you're bound to make enemies. Sometimes those enemies come looking for revenge. E1, a Hasbro company. We helped the wrong person steal the wrong thing. We didn't mean to unleash the greatest evil the world has ever known, but we're gonna fix it. How do we pull that off? Uh, Figure it out over a drink? Probably best. You need to okay, give us a fighting chance. We're gonna need strength. You got this, right? I know you don't. We also need courage. Magic. And you. What is that again? Smile oh, back. Okay. Next year, Be there is evil here. I'm glad he's on our side. Who needs heroes when we have thieves? This one's dangerous, but whatever happens. Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. What's it exactly that you bring to this? I'm a planner. I make plans. You've already made the plans, so. If the existing plan fails, I make a new plan. So you make plans that fail? No. He also plays the loot. No, not relevant. Really. March 2023. So every time I look at that trailer, I just get angrier because I just think that it's going to be a huge flop. I think they would have been better. They didn't need somebody to sell. The movie. I think they just needed a good story, good effects. As long as you are able to, um, you know, put a good story together, people will go see it. You know, not a lot of people knew much about Game of Thrones until they started seeing that it was a really good show. So they gave their time, and they they it became a worldwide phenomenon. Why do people go watch Honor? I mean, House of Dragon because of Game of Thrones. So it'll definitely pick up, you know, um, the Lord of the Rings was a big hit in the set of movies. So they released the new series, the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. Now. That it took a little while for me to get into it, but I was definitely able to get into it. But because of its backstories, we were able to invest our times. They didn't have major players or major actors in those movies, so they don't need big names to sell those movies. The moment that they put a big name, it's the moment that, the, the moment that a movie flops. Look, they put Tom Cruise over The Mummy, and that was one of the biggest flops of the year that it came out. And now for the final trailer that we're going to be looking at, It's entitled Blues Big City Adventure. Uh, It's based on the Blues Clues characters. Obviously, there's been three different um um people who have hosted the show um and uh, you know Steve Burns was the first one then a couple other dudes that I have no idea who they are because I was only uh I only saw a few of the episodes for with Steve Burns because of my little brothers so the synopsis reads Josh and Bluehead to New York City to audition for a big Broadway musical now this is not going to come out theatrically which I wish it did it's going to uh, supposed to be uh coming out on paramount plus but let's take out the uh, let's take a look at this last trailer and then i'll pay some bills and then we'll come back with uh, my experience to uh the birthday massacre uh my review on pinocchio 2022 and some news streaming november 16th This november the world's most beloved puppy Will embark on her first ever movie adventure. Clue, huh? We are definitely not in storybook world anymore. On our way. Lose clues in New York City. This is epic. Broadway, here we come. Let me see my handy dandy notebook. Without my handy dandy notebook, I think we're lost. Just forgot his handy dandy notebook! If we're lost, we must go to New York City! We have to help find him! I know a guy! Wally. You? Steve Burns. Is that you? Josh and Lou are in New York City. They could be lost. This is a big deal. I know! Remember what Josh always said? We can do anything we want to do. You can do anything you want to do. You can do anything (laughs) that you want to do. That's what we always say. Feel the music. Follow the clues. Blue. Follow that voice and yes. follow that mark and make dreams come true. It's him! It's John! All they need now that's what I'm talking about! Yeah. you. We need to find Blue's clues! A clue. Blues Big City Adventure. Stream with your family November oh, 18th. Really? You're gonna have some mustard? How are you? Exclusively on Paramount Plus. Definitely something that I want to check out. I know that it sounds very childlike, but dude, I'm all about TV and all that stuff. So I'm definitely very into it. But yes, we are going to go pay some bills and we will be right back. Alright, now we're back. And uh, we're going to go right into, uh, hold on everybody, i um, will get myself situated here. I'm going to talk about my experience with the birthday at the Birthday Massacre. I don't know if you guys know about this band, one of my favorite bands of all time. I'll give you a quick synopsis or a quick uh, idea of who the Birthday Massacre is. They're a rock band. Uh, they started, hold on one second, I'll read to you guys their story here. Do, 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 do. All right, The Birthday Massacre. <clears throat> the Birthday Massacre uh, is a Canadian gothic rock band formed in 1999 in London, Ontario, and currently based in Toronto, Toronto Ontario. The current lineup consists of lead vocalist Sarah Chibi Taylor, rhythm guitarist Michael Rainbow, lead guitarist Michael Falcor, keyboardist Owen McKinder drummer Philip Elliot and bassist Brett Carruthers. They are also known as Imagica. Um they started their uh band back in 1999 uh, with that with that same name Imagica and they lasted up to 2022. And then they renamed themselves to The Birthday Massacre. Their origin, obviously, their genre of music is new wave, gothic rock, electronic rock, and dark wave. Years active has been since 1999 to present day their labels uh have been metropolis records and repo records the the members obviously i already mentioned the main members the past members obviously it doesn't really matter but if you want to know a little bit about the past members uh oe was one of the past members adm uh dank aslan osiris rim and nate Maynard. if you want to look that up you can it's on wikipedia and all different things you want to see what type of music these people used to be like or what they did you can look it up it's online awesome uh moving on more little more information about them when the band formed in 1999 they were known as imagica like i told you uh this name was inspired by the fantasy novel imagica from 1991 1991 uh written by clive barker in 2020 i mean 2002 they changed their name to the birthday massacre after one of their earlier songs in order to avoid confusion with another group the song the birthday massacre was then renamed happy birthday according to their vocalist chibi it kind of as she mentioned it kind of works well for the music that we're making sort of contrasty you know, birthday and massacre, light and dark, cute and evil. The band was released but the band has released to date about nine studio albums, with the latest being Fascination, and that's the one we're gonna talk about, you know, when I went to the the concert. So, um that's a little information about the birthday birthday massacre. So I wanna tell you a little bit of how I found out about the birthday massacre um used to hang out with a buddy of mine his name well i'll just not mention his name because it's not really important but um if you want to look up some of his stuff he goes under motivated morgue Uh, yes so me and him used to chill a lot and one day we were hanging out at his house um he was about to take me back home and i got into his work wagon which he led me in with candy. And he took me into the work wagon. And he took me to unrenowned places where I felt emotionally scarred. And he touched me. No, I'm joking. Um, so he took me into his work wagon. We were talking. And as we were talking, I listened to the radio. He had uh, stuff that he, he was playing stuff from his phone on the radio. And I heard my first song that introduced me to the birthday massacre was known as the horror show and i listened to it and i fell in love with this song i thought the song was kind of amazing and um the more and more it played the more i, was, I told him you this song's so dope so i decided to download the song and uh you know i had it and then from that point on i loved the sound it was very like y, very like I don't know. Just listening to the music and the lyrics, and even when I saw the, the 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 music videos on YouTube, it it um it felt very Alice in Wonderlandy, and that's what made me fall in love with the band. Just listening to the music, listening to the sound, looking at the the eeriness, the gothicness of the of the whole look of the band, I fell in love with it. I'm a big rock. Um, rock guy so i love all things rock i like heavy metal i like all that stuff i'm barely into rap and everything but i give things chances so um i looked it up um just loved the whole sound loved it and then i started downloading all the music all the all the songs from from the albums and the more and more i listened to it the more and more i got into it i just loved it loved it loved it loved it (laughs) <laughs> so um, I've been trying to find tickets to go see one of their shows around here, and I've—I mean, a couple years ago, before the pandemic hit, I remember that um, they were going to be somewhere nearby. So I decided to par- to purchase a couple of tickets to go see them with, along with my friend who introduced me to the band. Um, we were going to go. We were getting very excited. Unfortunately, the pandemic hit and shut the world down for about two years. They didn't want to give me back my money because obviously they were going to lose out a lot. But I told them, you know, my my whole focus is I want to see the band. I want to see the band. And I told them, if the show's not going to go on um, and this band's not going to be there, then I definitely don't want to go and I want my refund back. I kept. <laughs> pestering them until they sent me my refund back. Obviously, the world started to get back to place, and they started to talk about the show again. But when they said they were going to do the show, it was a year from the from the time that that they were going to do it. From the, that, you know, the world started getting back in order. And I, at that point, I figured, screw it, I'll just wait till the band is. It's an assurance that they're going to be there and i will uh purchase the tickets again and go unfortunately i forgot and i wasn't able to go to the show and it killed me because i didn't know when they were going to be back around here in a while so uh being that i had this friend who was going to all different concerts uh we we, we you know we had gone to bad money we had gone to shinedown um I decided to check out to see if they were anywhere near here. And it turned out that they were doing a show in Philly. So I jumped on the, the chance. And the tickets were really cheap. There was like, what, $28 a piece? Um, so I jumped on the chance and I told my friend, on this day we're going to take a drive out to Philly and we're going to watch this band. Um, she was all down for it, you know, boom. The day came, you know, that we went um, we were on our way to New York, uh, to Philly It was a long drive, it was like an hour and some change um, We got into a, a bit of a scuffle on our way over there uh, With, you know, directions and all that stuff We were very, very much at each other's throats But when we got there, you know, we got there pretty early We got online and we um, um, got online and we started talking to the random folk who was there. Pretty much, a bunch of gothic people were on the thing. I think me and my friend were the only ones that looked like we were kind of out of place with this band because we 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 look like preps, like preppies, which was pretty funny. But um, you know, whatever. Uh, we went in there. Uh, we were waiting online for about what two two and a half hours because people were starting to line up and uh we made we made a couple of friends this girl um her name was adam which was pretty crazy i'd never heard a girl named adam met a girl named adam but yep that was her name and she was an artist um, she's on instagram she does a lot of anime uh photography very awesome very cute uh we met another guy uh jimmy bean who was also another photographer and um, we literally shared stories, uh, I guess I guess, exchanged war stories about how and when we found out about the band and how we liked them and all this other stuff. Uh, finally, they started letting us into the the facility, which was kind of like, you know, being that this band has been around for so long, I would have thought that this band was going to be... You know, probably in the stadium or some kind of a big venue. But unfortunately, no, that's not what it was. They were in a small, uh, like, they do concerts in, like, hole-in-the-wall clubs, you know. And these guys have been around for so long. Like, they travel to Europe and all these different places. So, I was kind of confused, but whatever. We ended up going into this, uh it looked like... uh Basement or some kind of like a dungeon. It was kind of like uh, um, decorated to look like a dungeon. So we walked down there. You know, um, it was not that big. It was kind of like a little club area. You know, it's all these, um, this like like these underground club type things. We went in there. We see the bar. We see a table where they're selling merchandise. And um, you know, I went to the bar, got a couple of drinks. We stood because this concert was going to be more of a stand-up concert. There was no chairs or nothing like that. <laughs> so, um, the first band came up. I forgot, honestly, don't, don't ask me what was the first band. I just know it was some girl um, with like upside down crosses and all that stuff being very sexual and all that stuff i'm not saying that her music sucked because it was kind of it was pretty cool um but uh not the reason why i was there um i was trying to get like merchandise for the birthday masker but unfortunately their computers were down so we were all trying to buy with credit card i mean with uh, debit cards and stuff and um they had to like up, you know, get the machinery and all that stuff. So I had to wait for a very, very long time. But in between that, I would have a couple of drinks, go meet up with my friend who was actually in the front of the uh, like right in front of the concert, like right where the, the stage was. and I would meet up with her and she was pretty much you know listening to music and all that stuff in the meantime my friend Adam was in front of us um and uh, the girl that I met madam and uh, Jamie Bean was right next to her so we were all pretty much sticking around with each other which was pretty cool and all that stuff so she went up did her concert set and all that stuff um not a lot of people were responding to them because you know I guess they were still fairly kind of new but um yeah you know heavy metal people who were there they responded it somewhat and boom they got their uh they finished their set and then um the next band went up they were known as kite k-i-t-e and now kite was a little more older band in the sense that they've been doing this for a lot longer they have their own like punk rock type feel but their music was a little a little better it was more of my feel they um they had this like futuristic M83-ish type sound. Uh, the guy's voice was just immaculate, amazing. I was totally feeling this. I remember I was still waiting for um, um, the merchandise. I ended up buying my merchandise. I at this point I was a little wound up because I had had a couple of drinks, and um, it was just awesome and then i got into the uh to to the front and i just every time the band would finish i would scream something obscene or something uh out there that was just funny and i had everybody rolling but on all reality kite k-i-t-e check them out youtube uh they're uh, they started their stuff back in like what the late 80s maybe early 90s i forget And their music is just like this punk rock feel. They're known, they're a Swedish band. Um, and it's just an amazing music and it's amazing sound. Um, so I had an awesome time listening to them. And then came the birthday massacre. And as soon as my birthday massacre came, this was the first rock band or the first concert that I was able to enjoy every single second of the concert. I shouted I screamed I lost my voice Um, there was a point where Sarah Taylor who was Chibi the lead singer um, she was singing um, really really close to us on the stage I was with my friend and she reached out into the crowd and everybody was touching her hand and I kind of reached out my hand but I didn't think I was going to be able to touch her hand and then my friend ended up pushing my hand and we ended up interlocking hands which is pretty awesome. I was literally geeking out like a little girl. It was crazy. Um, I kind of recorded every a little bit of all the songs, and I posted it all up on my Instagram and my social medias, which was pretty awesome. And then I even caught the time where Sierra Chibi, Sarah Taylor Chibi, came back to the um, the area where I was. She points at me, sticks her hand out, and at that point, I literally, literally. Me and myself, by myself, interlocked with her hands. We held hands for like a brief two to three seconds. I geeked out. I thought that was the most amazing night, part of the night. I recorded it. I was able to edit it, and I posted it up on my Instagram. Um, and the funny thing is that not before, the, not not too much before that, my the, the girl that we met, Adam, she had just interlocked hands with her too. So we both got to fangirl out around the same time. It's just an amazing feeling to actually. F- be able to uh, experience something that awesome toward one of your favorite um artists so um that was an experience that i'll never soon forget we ended up uh you know finishing up the concert um had a great time we were on our way because we needed we had like an hour to drive to come back home um it turned out that what was her name Adam was waiting to see I guess to see if she was if uh the the band was gonna come back out so I told my friend uh let's wait here let's just see if the band comes back out so since we were already in Philly and um the the girl Adam lived in Philly we decided to stick around we asked her if she wanted a ride And um, she accepted it. We drove her home and then we started our journey back home. We got back home and it was in, that was my experience at the Birthday Massacre. I'll tell you, very worth seeing them live. I got to hear a bunch of my favorite songs, uh, got to hear a bunch of new songs, and um, definitely, definitely, definitely would like to see them again. So that's the Birthday Massacre. If you guys ever want to hear them, they have this new age gothic rock. Uh, new wave sound very very cool these good music to work out to good music to just do just about anything but yep that, that's my experience at the birthday massacre and right now we are gonna go right into the pinocchio uh uh review we're gonna go talk to talk, talk about the pinocchio 2022 review but uh, first i want to talk to you guys about the original film so you guys know that this review or this uh Remake isn't too far away from the original. I never really understood what's the point of remaking a movie and changing it up. When if you remake a movie, you're literally just remaking it to get a different feel for it, or maybe updating it to um, a different sound uh, not a different sound, but more advanced technology. You don't really need to have the exact same, you don't really need to have the exact same, uh, uh I mean, well. I mean, to me, I would like to have the exact same story. I don't think that we need to change it up just because it's a remake. We don't have to change it up. But if, if, it's a, if it's a cartoon movie, and uh, I know you guys are listening to so, all oh, this music going around here and cars and all that stuff, but I'm like dead in the heart of the city of, uh, of New Jer- Elizabeth, New Jersey. So um, I decided to take you guys on a walk with me. But yeah, point in blank, I don't think remakes have to be very different. I think that they just need to be updated to a point where people can um, you know, just see the original story and get a little update. But people nowadays, they just want things to be different. I don't understand. Like I thought The Lion King that came out not too long ago, the live action, or if you want to say live action, maybe it was a CGI action film. I thought that was in a great adaptation. Uh, uh, updated version but a lot of people got mad because they didn't change anything and to me, they didn't really need to be different it just needed to coexist and make sense and uh, to me, I loved it but yes, we'll talk about the original 1940s Pinocchio it was released in 1940, like I said it was a fantasy animated musical produced by Walt Disney Productions this film was based on an 1883 Italian children's novel, The Adventures of Pinocchio, written by Carlo Collodi. This would be the second animated film by Disney followed up after Snow White and the, De- and the Seven Dwarves. The story revolves around an old Italian woodcarver excuse me, an old Italian woodcarver named Geppetto who carves a wooden puppet named Pinocchio and wishes that he might be a real boy. The puppet is brought to life by a blue fairy who informs him that he can become a real boy if he proves himself to be brave, truthful, and unselfish. <clears throat> Excuse me. The key, character of, is, uh, the, key, the key character of Jiminy Cricket, who takes the role of Pinocchio's conscious, attempts to guide Pinocchio in matters of right and wrong. Pinocchio's efforts to become a real boy involve encounters with a host of unsavory characters. Representing the temptations and consequences of wrongdoing. The film was adapted off of plenty of storyboards taken from Calodi's book. It received critical acclaim and became the first animated feature to win a competitive Academy Award. Winning two for Best Music Original Score and the Best Music Original Song for When You Wish Upon a Star it was initially a box office bomb mainly due to World War II cutting off ah shoot I know I know everybody that's that's the, the, the the problems of walking through the city you hear noises all over so yeah, it was initially a box office bomb, mainly due to World War II cutting off the European and Asian markets overseas, eventually made a profit in its 1945 reissue, and is considered one of the greatest animated films ever made. With a 100% rating in the website, Rotten Tomatoes 1994 Pinocchio was added to the United States National Film Registry for being deemed culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. Then later on, in 2000, a live action movie entitled Geppetto, told from Geppetto's perspective, was released direct to television, which I believe starred, um, I forgot the guy's name, the dude that was, uh, in, um, whose line is it anyway? And right now he's hosting, uh, The Price is Right. Let me see who this guy is. Uh, Hold on, hold on one second. Ooh, and he had a show, too. He had a um, his own show. His name is... I'm sorry, everybody. His name is Drew Carey. Drew Carey uh, uh, supposedly prof- uh, portrayed Geppetto. Alright, so which brings me up to my, uh, which brings me to the update of Disney Plus, which released uh, Pinocchio 2022. Not to be confused with the upcoming, or I think it was already released, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, which was, uh, came out on Netflix. So, <clears throat> let me tell you a little bit about the people who made Pinocchio 2022. Uh, it's, it was directed by Academy Award winner Robert Zemeckis. Um, who directed this live-action CGI retelling of the beloved tale of wooden puppet who embarks on the thrilling adventure to become a real boy. Tom Hanks stars as Geppetto, the woodcarver who builds and treats Pinocchio, Benjamin Evan Ainsworth, as if he were a real son. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is Jiminy Cricket, who serves as Pinocchio's guide as well as his conscience. At Academy Award winner nom- nominee, Cynthia Arivo is the Blue Fairy. Keegan-Michael Key is Honest John. Academy Award winner nominee, Lorraine Barocco is Sophia the Seagull, a new character, Luke Evans as the Coachman. On Rotten Tomatoes, it received... A uh, 26% on the tomato meter and 30 30% uh, audience score. The critic, the senses, said visually it was dazzling, but soulless. The large, it was largely inert. Pinocchio reaffirms that you should always let your conscience be your guide away from nece- unnecessary remakes. The audience says, just watch Disney's original Pinocchio instead. Now I'm gonna tell you guys my whole. Um, my whole thought of the movie now personally like i said when you make a movie uh, a movie like pinocchio like the lion king like anything okay i watched these movies years and years and years ago i was a child when i saw the original pinocchio when i saw um on the lion king whatever i was a child I was definitely in love with The Lion King. I was definitely in love with Pinocchio as a child. It's been, I guess, 20-some-odd years since that movie came out, or maybe a little more. I don't know. I just turned 41. I didn't want the movie to be updated in a way where they change the story. The story is written already. All you had to do was... Make a live action version of it. You don't have to change anything about it. Nothing. If you want to add some things here and there. Just don't change it. I have a couple of buddies. That they believe. That things should be changed. And that's not what you call a remake. A remake is to show you an updated version. Of what I originally saw. When I saw this movie. I got the same feeling that I got. When I saw the original. As a child. You know. I wasn't looking for a masterpiece. I wasn't looking for uh, Academy Award-winning stuff. I was just looking for a reinvent, a reinvent version of my childhood movie. You know, uh, a reinvented version of my childhood movie. I wasn't looking for them to remake the whole story. I didn't. Wasn't looking for them to do add new things, take things out. You know. And a lot of people, I guess they feel that things need to be... They try to say that the movie was soulless. They try to say that the movie was this and that and that and this. I watched the movie. I got the same feeling that I got when I was a child. I didn't see anything that wasn't there that made me feel lesser uh, that I was watching. Something that that um, pretty much made me feel like this movie was trash. I enjoyed it a lot. I would literally show this movie to my little kids. You know, little kids. My nephews or nieces and stuff like that. And I would get... The the movie... That's one thing that people don't understand. People... uh, Especially people my age. They assume that these movies are meant for us. When in all reality... Kid movies are meant for what I just said. Kids. Kids have a different imagination kids have different ideas kids um see stuff and they they just don't care about what we care about and people our age are looking for uh re uh or i guess a reinventioning or a reinterpretation and they want it to be meaningful toward us because we're the original fans but what people don't understand is that our time is up what we liked we liked they're doing stuff for the new generation. So that's why when I see a reimagining or a remaking of a movie that I saw once back in the day and I enjoyed as a child. I'm not looking to see that they redo uh, another movie of the same thing for me. Because I'm a grown man. I'm going to see things with through my own eyes. A child has a different uh, imagination. So... For me, when I saw Pinocchio 2022, I enjoyed it for what it was. It was just a kid movie. It was enjoyable for what it was. I, I, I loved the CGI. I love the musical numbers. Um, did it do anything spectacular to win all these uh, box office awards and all that stuff? No, it didn't. So, um, in my professional or my own opinion... It's worth a watch. You know, you might feel the same way. I watched the movie. I gave it a chance. I thought the movie was pretty awesome for what it was. It wasn't meant to be uh, um, Oscar winning stuff because this is unfortunately a kid movie and it's a reimagining. But it was a good movie. Give it a chance. It's on Disney Plus. Obviously, we are all intended to have our own um, ideas and our own. uh, uh, um, opinions, so don't listen to the people out there, Rotten Tomatoes, all these people, they don't know what they're talking about, alrighty, so we're, we're in the heart of the city right now, so you're definitely gonna hear a lot of cars, a lot of horns, a lot of everything, it just, uh, it's a different atmosphere, so hopefully you guys enjoy this Halloween, uh, episode, but we're gonna get into some of the news here, um, So so a lot of the news that has been dropping out Some of it is old Some of it is new Um, You guys just uh, listen and enjoy Uh, The the first bit of news that we're going to talk about Is J.J. Abrams, Constantine and Madam Xanadu Dead at HBO Max I didn't know that I'm sorry I didn't know that J.J. Abrams was actually doing An updated version of Constantine All I know is that supposedly Um Uh, what's-his-name Keanu Reeves is doing a Constantine part two so I don't know if that has any connection but yeah continuing on Ghost Rider fans freaking out over Robbie Reyes Marvel legend figure so with every little thing that pops out online we always think that something new is coming out in live action so obviously the last time the last time we saw Robbie Reyes was when he was in um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as Ghost Rider you know So that was pretty cool. So now that uh, the MCU and Disney own Ghost Rider and all that other stuff, we're always looking forward to seeing a live interpretation or a live action version of the new Ghost Rider. So everybody's going crazy because they saw Robbie Reyes as a toy as Ghost Rider. Moving on, Wonder Brothers financial woes may prevent DC from finding its own Kevin Feige. But from what I understand, the new Kevin Feige is uh, was just confirmed. Hold on one second. I gotta look up something over here. Guardian of the Galaxy alumni, uh, or director, should I say? I'm saying alumni. Uh, sorry, James Gunn. James Gunn will be manning all DC films uh dc tv shows dc uh cartoon films he'll be under the management of that and uh i believe i believe it's peter Safran who is going to be uh um taking care of like the financial portion of that but he's going to be overseeing all the stuff that comes out from dc and D- D- dc is no longer dceu or dc studios It's now known as dc films so that's going to be pretty cool um so yeah the wb is in good hands. Warner Brothers is in good hands. Uh, Marvel Studios to focus on a fantastic forecasting as Reboot Lands Riders. So, pretty soon we're going to be getting news on, on, on the Fantastic Four and, at, and them entering into the MCU. If you guys saw uh, Dr. Doctor, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, we saw, uh, you know, what, uh, what's his name, uh, John Krasinski as. Um, you know, as Reed Richards, unfortunately, he's not going to be the Reed Richards of the MCU. He was the Reed Richards of the multiverse, which was pretty awesome. Moving on, Marvel confirms arrival of Mephisto as Marvel Legends action figure comes out, and we f- have hence found out that Sasha Baron Cohen will be portraying Mephisto. Moving on, Marvel Games will not have its own MCU. A lot of people were. Uh, contemplating because uh, they're coming out with a Spider Man 2, and in Spider Man 2, they have a Miles, Mor- Miles Morales is in Spider Man 2, along with uh, with Peter Parker and uh, Venom, supposed to be in it as well. And then later on, they dropped a trailer for the new, um, I guess, Wolverine game. So a lot of people were contemplating whether the MCU. Hold on, everybody. They were assuming that uh, the MCU uh, or or the video games were going to have its own multiverse movie or I mean video games uh, um, video game uh, multiverse or video game cinematic universe or whatever but they're not going to be having it moving on Netflix's Adam Adam's Family Reboot lands release date in November so show should be coming out soon being that we are in November already we're on November 3rd moving on James Earl Jones retires Darth Vader voice role i mean it's about time um i don't we won't know who's going to be playing darth Vader from this point on but he's probably going to be just as epic taking the full reins of uh james Earl jones who was a legend on his own moving on house of the dragon is the most popular show on streaming it has completed its first season one of the most amazing series right now i'm still in the midst of reading the uh, fire and blood which is the book based uh i mean the book that um house of dragon is based on so i'll let you guys know how i feel about that book as i go along werewolf by night first reactions hail special as surprisingly violent so i already came out it's on disney plus werewolf by night um it was a really good um i guess special presentation by disney um they are connected to the mcu so definitely check that out guys uh moving on uh black panther 2 tina quarta confirms namor is a mutant i mean right now since they're getting ready to release the x-men they're trying to make as many and as bringing as many and as more proficient uh, mutants like well, we find out that supposedly miss marvel i'm miss marvel uh is supposedly a mutant on her own from what i understand she was originally an inhumans but being that the humans failed um you know to bring any attention uh, a couple of years ago when the show came out they um decided to just drop the whole inhumans thing and they're gonna try to uh make everybody a mutant i guess at this point i guess eventually they'll bring back the whole uh inhuman thing Moving on, Black Panther 2 Clocks movie as one of the longest Marvel films. It used to be, supposedly, it was Spider Man, um, No Way Home was longer, but I don't know. Uh, I guess this one would be a little longer. De- Deadpool 3, Hugh Jackman returning as Wolverine. As you guys know, all of us, uh, um, by now, Hugh Jackman has agreed to return um, into the Deadpool series as Wolverine. Uh, unfortunately to me, I would have loved them to just. Uh, take you know not release it so fast i think we would have gotten more of a better uh, uh, uh thrill if we would have just seen him inside the movie like if they would have speculated it like they did with uh spider-man no way home andrew garfield and toby Maguire being in the no way home and then we finally saw it that would have been more of a of a jump i i, I think that's what they should have done instead of just telling us ahead of the curve. I thought that was just pretty dumb. Uh, Kevin Feige teases Scarlet Witch MCU future. Obviously, right now, Scarlet Witch is all the rage. You know, people love her, especially with the downfall of Captain Marvel. Um, Captain Marvel, who was portrayed by Brie Larson. uh, She did quite a few things that people didn't like, and she started getting a lot of hatred. So um they decided to go with the scarlet witch uh making her the head of the the women thing I guess at this point and i guess maybe she'll have a future uh from what it looks like so that's you know more power to uh to her uh moving on uh blade director Basam Da departs from project we all know that right now they have literally put the movie on the back burner it was it was on it was supposed to be released at a certain point, but they had to push it back because now they have to find the director. Moving on, NASA crashes satellite into asteroid in first ever planetary defense drill. These people actually believe that there's aliens out there. I don't know, man. These people are just ridiculous. Moving on, Disney's Figment getting feature film from Seth Rogen. Have no idea who Figment is, but I'm pretty sure that if it's Seth Roland who has it, in his hands it's gonna be awesome moving on disney uh werewolf by night gets perfect score at as uh, in ron tomatoes like i told you guys Ryan Tomato uh the the, the the special presentation was amazing you guys check it out it's on disney plus this is not a shameless plug i'm just saying it uh if you guys don't know by now uh, world, world-known world rapper from the 90s who sang something, uh, one of the most amazing songs of his time, Gangster's Paradise passes away, Coolio passes away, and it was a loss for the world. I mean, but he hasn't done anything recently, um, but he did do a couple of things that it's up, up and coming, so you guys will definitely get like a goodbye do some of his older stuff moving on iron fist iron fist finn jones hopeful for mcu return and heroes for a higher project so um we already got vincent d'onofrio and we got charlie cox to come back and they were both the showrunners uh not the showrunners or the head of the of the the show daredevil you know charlie cox plays daredevil himself um and uh matt murdoch and uh you know Vincent D'Onofrio Plays the Kingpin Moving on So let's see if Finn Jones Maybe uh, uh, What's his name um, What's his name Cage Comes back So Luke Cage Maybe even Jessica Jones Moving on Blade's uh, Blade reboot Facing major delays Amid director shuffle Like I told you guys that Moving on Christian Bale start, Stated he'd come back To portray Batman Again under one condition Christopher Nolan Would be Have to be involved i mean at this point christian bale just you did your stuff keep it moving uh let's just move it on to the next world if you're gonna come back in like kind of a multiverse thing that would be awesome but yeah just keep it moving coolio had recorded new lines for futurama reboot before his death so that's what i'm saying um you know we're gonna get a goodbye with that and he's just gonna you know go into the legends uh um hall of fame Moving on, Trick or Treat director says sequel is in very active development, which is about time because the original one came back, came out in 2007. Uh, uh, it was re-released for a short time as in uh, one of the films that AMC released in Chills and Thrills, and I actually went to go watch it in the theater. First time I watched it was on, a, I think I, the, uh, 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 I, I rented it at Hollywood Video. Or something like that, which was back in 2007. So this time I got to watch it in theaters, which was pretty cool. Moving on, Avengers: Secret Wars taps Doctor Strange director and Loki writer, which would be pretty cool. Uh, We'll definitely get to see uh, the Secret Wars, you know, developing. And the last bit of information for my news is B R Z R K E R Berserker writer teases script completion on Keanu Reeves comic adaptation so i guess that's coming to live action people that'll be awesome um and with that i am gonna make a quick uh transition and i will be back with reviews and recommendations We're back, everybody, with uh, my reviews and recommendations. Again, I am letting you that I am walking through the city of Elizabeth. And um, you're going to hear chub of vans. You're going to hear uh, buses, cars. You're going to hear people on the streets. They're just living their lives, music, playing everywhere. I just thought that this would be awesome. Take a chance. I had to go do a couple of things. And uh, I figured that this would be awesome to just go around the city and you guys get to hear the city. Um, that I live in. Uh, Moving on, my reviews and recommendations will start off with um, around the time of uh, when I, back when I first got COVID, um, I started, I was trapped at home for 15 days and I started watching a lot of stuff that I had always missed out on and stuff. So um, one of the shows that I started watching was Hell's Kitchen. And um, at this point in time, I had just completed Hell's Kitchen Season 7. So I'll read to you exactly what was the outcome of Hell's Kitchen Season 7. Banquet chef Holly Ugaldi won the season. She was promised to be the head chef position of Ramsey's newly renovated restaurant at the Savoy Hotel in London. Filming had concluded on February 2009, 16 months prior to 7th season premiere when the hotel reopened in 2010 however ugaldi was not given the job ramsey stated that the american ugaldi could not work in london due to visa problems but ugaldi called that an explanation as an excuse saying i don't know if they even applied for the visa ugaldi was later awarded an undisclosed amount of money in compensation and retained her title as winner of season seven Um, so, yeah, it was, uh... Uh, though it was a really uh, really good season. I've watched just about everyone. Right now I am currently on season 20. Which is the last season before 21. Which just started recently. And obviously I have to catch up to that. Um, after that I completed Army of Thieves. Because this was around the holiday season. When I completed it. So moving on. A prequel set before the events of Army of the Dead. Which focuses on German safecracker Ludwig Dieter leading a group of aspiring thieves on a top-secret heist during the early stages of zombie apocalypse. Now, um, I didn't really like Army of Darkness as much because I always thought that zombies should not have the capability of remembering or being human or anything like that. I always thought that zombies should be dead monsters, brain-dead monsters who just, you know, so are hungry and just want to eat. That's it. That's what scares me. If I see a zombie that is thinking and acting rational and all that stuff, then that's not a zombie. That's something else. So um, I wasn't too much of a fan of Army of Darkness, but I did enjoy uh, Army of Thieves music. music. Um, I did enjoy Army of Thieves. Um, it's a prequel. It's before Army of Darkness. So Check it out. They're both on on Netflix right now. They were directed by Zack Snyder. The projects that he did after um, Justice League, the Zack Snyder cut. Moving on. I completed Shameless Season 1. I haven't moved on with any of the Shameless Seasons yet. I just did Shameless Season 1. A scrappy, feisty, fiercely loyal Chicago family makes no apologies. Now... This show kind of, like, shocked the crap out of me because I always heard that it was funny, a comedy, and all that stuff. I just never knew that two of the alumni who did one of the most worst adaptations of, uh, of Dragon Ball, which was Dragon Ball Evolution, came, uh, were in that show. And I was just so surprised at how much nudity was in this series. Um, the two actors that I'm talking about... One of them portrayed uh, Goku. Hold on one second. One of them portrayed Goku in the live-action Goku movie. I mean, um, the live-action Dragon Ball movie. And then the other one played Bulma, and her name is Emmy Rosen. And I was just so surprised to see her breasts and her body all over the place. It was crazy. And then the other uh, alumni was justin chatwin i think of justin yeah justin chatwin who portrayed goku i was so blown away to see the level of nudity in this sh- in this um series and how easy they were to just show their bodies off it just blew my mind um but yeah it's a def- definitely really good show i believe it's also on netflix i have to continue watching it so eventually when i watch it i'll give you guys my review on it definitely worth to watch um, around this time, uh, one of the MCU movies uh, dropped in the theater. It was called Eternals, the saga of the Eternals, a race of immortal beings who lived in Earth and shaped its history and civilizations. Now, my, my thing was, this movie got a lot of bad reviews and a lot of bad rep, as well as uh, Shang-Chi. Um, I don't know what th- these people were watching that they gave these movies bad reviews or whatever. It still made its money and it's still considered part of the MCU, but honestly, I honestly love the Eternals. I thought it was, um, uh, the next wave. It just kept, felt like it kept getting bigger and bigger. Now they are outside of the, of the earth realm. Now they're literally in like cosmic, uh, it felt like it was more cosmic, more, um, out there and universal and that's what i loved about it it's no longer just inside earth it's now outside the universe so i thought that movie was good it's obviously out now right on disney plus if you guys want to check it out um i i really enjoyed it if you're a superhero fanatic i'm i I believe that you'll get a, a kick out of it and the final um thing that we're gonna talk about um is urban legends final cut now this is the sequel to urban legends which was one of the movies that came out during the time that i was in in um high school it was one of those teen slasher horror genre films like scream scream one scream two scream three they also did i know what you did last summer one two and three uh, well not one not not three but one two they had a series of different movies that came out around the time of the late 90s early 2000s they had valentine they had all these movies so urban legend was one of them and urban legend was was actually a pretty good movie, starred um, Joshua Jackson and a bunch of other up-and-coming stars um, in a teen slasher horror genre type movie. Um, so they waited a little while before they came out with the sequel, and that movie um, had a couple of n- newcomers to the movies. I know that Regina, that wasn't Regina Hall. It was, uh, hold on one second, I'll tell you exactly what her name is. do 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 Her name, the main person that I can remember that is in both films, her name is Loretta Devine. Loretta Devine did the first movie. She was in a bitter, bigger part in, uh, in the big mo- in the first movie and then in the second movie. She kind of played a smaller role, but the same character nonetheless. Um, Jared Leto was in the original movie. He didn't come back for part two. Um, uh, Alicia Witt was in the original movie. And the only other person that actually I can remember that actually makes an appearance in um, the sequel is called Rebecca Gayhart. She kind of disappeared from acting after she accidentally killed somebody um, in real life. So, yeah, the movie is about it's a film school in the center of a fresh space of killings based on urban legends. Um, the movie is pretty much one of the most uh, deadliest. Now, if you want to talk about Soulless, this was one of them. Um, you can sit through it. I mean, I can watch Urban Legends. I can watch the um, screen movies. I can watch I Know What Did Last Summer. And I can, you know, sit through it over and over. Uh, Urban Legends Final Cut just wasn't that type of movie. Oh, yeah, my bad. And Eva Mendes had a bit of a role in this movie. Um, she was just pretty much a day... Person she got killed off. Same thing with Anthony Anderson. He was also in it. He got killed off. But it was uh, they were trying to live up to the hype of the first one. Unfortunately, it wasn't worth the the time. I mean, if you're into the whole teen slasher horror genre, then definitely give it a chance. Um, other than that, movie was worth. Pennies. Uh, we went. To, I went with a group of guys back in uh, my high school days. My high school buddies. We went to go watch it, and the main highlight of the movie was when Joey Lawrence jumps into a grave pit, and we all did the same thing when he jumped in there. Woo! And that's it. The movie was horrendous. But guys, this has been Dave D Saints talk coming. Um, well, coming from the city of Elizabeth, uh, doing this podcast. Uh, about to go take care of some things. Um, you guys. Take care, it was nice uh, Doing this podcast for my Happy Halloween special Uh, It is, uh, what was going to be If you want to follow me on Instagram You can follow me on all the major social media Hashtags as in Dave D. Saints Or Dave underscore D underscore Saints Or Dave Santiago, you'll find me somewhere If you want to play video games with me You can find me under Ariel Dean 81 Ariel Dean 81 As in Ariel under the sea. Dean as in James Dean and 81 as in the number That comes after eighty. Uh, So just like Gus J. Swirl 777 always said, take care, man. Until next time.